What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Convincing Creatives, Panda Barrett Edition. Today is our second to last episode. We're almost there in the home stretch, and we have a great conversation for you coming up with Mary Miles Kokatek. Mary Miles plays the role of Irma in the film. And uh, without spoiling too much, Irma is a bit of a traveling spirit, if you will. She is uh, the leader of her posse. And in the film, her posse is made up of a ragtag group of folks just trying to make it through life. They're a little bit mysterious, a little rough around the edges. But uh, I think there's an interesting message to their encounter with our main character, Camus Leonardo, and kind of saying, okay, uh, do you need to be out here in the wilderness where we are? You know, do you make this choice yourself uh, or do you feel like it's being made for you you know and again I won't spoil too much but it's uh, it's an interesting conversation with Mary Miles we talk about how she got into acting how she prepped for the role of Irma and Panda Barrett and uh, so much more she comes to us from Atlanta Georgia she is the uh, furthest traveled to get on set here in North Carolina when we made Panda Barrett um, and we have a great conversation coming up and a friendly reminder Panda Barrett is on Amazon Prime Video go stream it let us know what you think please leave us a review if you write a little five star review or a four star review or whatever you think of the film uh, we would greatly appreciate it whatever you're really feeling is uh, honestly what we want to know we just want to know how you uh, you know took it in you know what did you think about the movie um and also those reviews help us get seen on amazon they help us go in that search algorithm and uh helps people find the film so it's always good for people to find the film uh but yeah aside from that here's the great episode ahead with mary miles kokatek so like before yeah i was say before we get like all into panda barrett tell me a little bit about you like how did you get into acting creativity everything like that okay let's backstory it to a kid being a kid in elementary school um i was always in the theater we had a actually a special drama program where we got bussed out from our school to a little building that had an auditorium behind it i started doing theater pretty much in just community plays and community theater and then I went off to college and kind of dropped it all. And um, I didn't drop performing arts. I, I've always been a part of performing arts. I've played piano. I took ballet. I rode horses. So I was always doing things in front of people. Um, but I took a break, went to college, got a couple of different degrees. And um, when I got back home, I had moved over to the Czech Republic <clears throat> and uh when I got back, a good friend of mine said, Mary Miles, you got to try out for this play. We're having the best time. Um, please get back into it. Just come back out and audition for this play. Well, one of my favorite neighbors growing up is the director of a lot of community theater plays. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I was kind of nervous because it had been a while, but it never, it's like riding a bike. It never really leaves yeah. you if it's in you to begin with. And, um, so I tried out for this play. Um, it was called The Nerd by Larry Hsu. I don't know if anybody knows about it, but it's a great play. And um, I got the part of uh, Clelia Walgrave. And um, then the journey begins back into theater. And this is in my 30s. So I had taken a couple decades almost off just to raise my kids and everything. And um we, I switched over to film in my 40s, so it's actually a odd, I get a mildly success story, so to speak, because I've done, I feel like I've done so much in this decade of my life getting back into film, or not back into film, getting into film, 
but back into acting. So I'm a, I'm a late bloomer in the film industry. Well, that's okay. You know, that's, that's what's interesting is like, yeah, it makes me so happy because I look up like all the actors that started late, you know, people circle back in and out, like, and and that's, what's interesting. Like, did you find that when you had some like life experience under your belt, um, when you did come back around the second time, do you felt like you almost like had almost a, a better appreciation for it, more life experience you could apply to your actual acting? Absolutely. I, I totally felt like, I was a little more grounded. I could be a little bit settled going into it, knowing that that's what I wanted to do. It wasn't something, you know, in college, sometimes you're still kind of figuring yeah. out what you want to do, even teenager or whatever. But um, I was like that well into my thirties. That's something we talk about a lot on this podcast is like people's journey to be creative and to like get in their zone and do what they do. It looks so different for everyone. And I think if you model it based on like, oh, well, this person did this or this person did that, that's never going to work 100% for you because their life circumstances are totally different than yours. You know, they come from a different place, different background, different this, that, and the third. And like, it's so interesting to hear that. And I think it's actually um, probably inspiring to a lot of people to know that like, hey, you can take time off. This is not, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. And you are the captain of your ship. I always believe that firmly. And I've I've had a lot of people oddly, well, not oddly, but I've had a lot of people reach out to me and go, because I'll I'll put posts out and people are really excited about this journey because they think, you know, once you hit a certain age or milestone in your life, it's over or you can't try to do anything else. And it's not over there. The world is like your oyster. It's just it's crazy. And we've been very fortunate to have the opportunities that we've had. I've, I've been on a lot of sets. I've learned so much and it's exciting. I, yeah. I, I love being on set. I love watching from indie to the bigger productions. I love how it all works. It's, it's a crazy balance and everybody is so important. I, I'm, I'm just excited. I feel like I've kind of found my niche. It's yeah. like, why can this have, happened to me 20 years ago but it wasn't meant to happen to me 20 years ago so yeah and and I feel like the industries too have changed a lot in the last couple of years like maybe last 10 Mm -hmm. um you know cameras and equipment it's more affordable you know I could do things you know in this decade that I couldn't do 10 15 years ago um just because of resources and availability you know stuff was more Mm -hmm. expensive and I think like the the democratization of you know film and equipment it like allows all these indie scripts to actually you know one day come to life and they're not just sitting in someone's drawer they're actually going out there and you know getting made mm-hmm. and i think like you know kind of circling back around to bring panda back up like that's basically what we did with panda you know like we didn't have a mm-hmm. big budget um i think you were actually the the person who drove in from the furthest because you came from atlanta and we yes. were in north carolina um and yeah, so North Carolina. The, yeah, you had that North Carolina to Georgia connection, and I love to see I'm it. So, my par- both of my parents are from North Carolina, so we, you I kind of consider I'm from yeah. South Carolina. It's just one state over. Yeah, you're close enough. You understand the vibe. Differences in barbecue, but but we'll leave that aside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Local. And like with Panda, you know, when we talked about the role of Irma and we did the auditions and everything, I was saying, you know, Irma is this kind of you know 
woman who is seen a lot in life and she's, you know, very to herself. She's got her posse, you know, that's that great. I think it's a fun <laughs> line in the film when you say, this is my posse and Camus has like no reaction. And, and I think it's, it's like, just so funny. Um, but like, you know, she's got this like ragtag group with her of people that mm -hmm. she's kind of like been able to make a life with. And they kind of, you know, do what they do in the way that only they can do it. And like without spoiling mm -hmm. things, you know, can you talk about like Irma for a little bit and talk about like how you prepped and kind of got that character where she ended up being? Well, back to life stories. I feel like she probably came from an okay place, but she fell out somewhere yeah. along the way. And, um, she can see in Camus that she doesn't want him to do the same way. You know, she doesn't want him to follow that same path because she sees creativity right in front of her and she doesn't want that to go to waste. I think she just doesn't want him to waste away his life. Like she probably, probably realizes that she has done to her own life. Right. So she and kind of, she kind of shakes him without shaking him. Like, right. don't do, don't, don't make the same mistake that I've made because you've right. got something right here. There's that part where she takes his notebook where he's writing his song and, you know, it's not quite done. It's still a rough draft, but he's not, you know, sharing it with anyone. And I think like her, you know, and the guys taking the book and reading it and like teasing him a little bit, like, I think it's because at first they're just bored, but I think as they continue to read, you know, they, they kind of mock what's, what's cheesy, but also like at the end of the day, they do realize there is something there. It just needs to be pushed a little bit. And so I think like, that's, what's interesting about that scene is it's not like someone coming in and being like, Hey, it's all good, man. Everything will get better. It's like someone kind of going through that school of hard knocks. And I feel like a lot of times, like that's more realistic to life. Like, cause I feel like, you know, you and everyone in the, in the posse, so to speak, brought that um, into the forefront because I think you could see through each of them, like how they acted, how they responded, even though there was some comedy, I think there was also a little bit of tragedy there too. Could you, um, could you talk about like kind of balancing those? Cause I think sometimes it's a hard thing to do both. It is. Well, I think when she, um, I'm comedic by nature. I, I always joke. So, but I do have my moments of, yeah. of balance where it's somber and I have to be calm at times that so you just have to find that balance. Sure. But yeah. I think when Irma was reading that book, this is my opinion on it. When she read the part about the caterpillar, I think she realized that she is stuck in that caterpillar mode mm -hmm. and that she sees his potential of the butterfly metamorphosis. And I feel like, you know, with me in my real life, I'm now, maybe I was in my little caterpillar mode until now. And now that I've entered this film world and how excited I am about it, I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm now a butterfly. I'm able to be a butterfly and I can, you know, the possibilities are endless. And, um, you know, the, I think the lesson at the end of the day, you know, the, the whole point of Panda Barrett is Camus is, he, he has to leave his house. He has to like go out in the world and meet other people and realize that he's not alone. That's basically the central theme of the film. And, and that's then, scary. Yeah. And it is scary, especially like when you feel like you've got everything you need at home. And I mean, gosh, like eerily similar to the world right now, like everyone I think is very in their, you know, their homes and themselves and, you know, for a little different reason, but, you know, also just like, 
you realize that you do have to have a community of people um, that you talk to and they don't have to be your best friends, but like you have to also realize that you are not the whole world. You are a piece of the world. And I think that, you know, a lot of times that's a hard lesson to learn because everything is a lot of times about survival, but a lot of times, Mm -hmm. you know, community is something that I think will enrich, um, you know, one's life a little bit more. Um, And then switching gears to, you know, the comedy side, uh, when you got to set, I will remember there's that picture and I'll add it right now in editing. There's that picture the of cow. you with the cow. Yes. And that cow just like came up to you right away. And it was like right up to our gear in the cars. And we hadn't even really started filming yet. Um, and <laughs> we were filming this on a farm. So, you know, this whole scene and the huh. scene that comes after with the character of Farmer, you know, it's on a farm. So we went to Lake Waccamaw and we filmed there and uh, it's really so in the pretty. middle of nowhere, but it's so uh-huh. beautiful. It and is there so were just beautiful. horses and, you know, cows and stuff like that. And they weren't really in your scene, but they were <laughs> in the scenes that followed. And, and it was just really interesting, like, just because of proximity, you were able to interact <laughs> with them. Um, like, how do you, how do you like, tune out stuff like that? Because I feel like, you know, we had so much funny stuff happen on set behind the scenes, even though it was kind of a serious scene in a way. You know, we right. had the horses run through or the cows come oh, up. Oh, no. <laughs> and that sweet cow. I am. I don't know. I think it's the actor in me. You yeah. can you can tune it out. I, yeah. I get in my own. Sometimes it can be to to a fault. I'll get in my own head too much. Yeah. But I try to just concentrate on what I need to do and express and what who is around me and who I'm talking to. And it seems like the rest of the world just kind of tunes itself out. Yeah. Um. I loved working with Camus. So. Yeah it was so easy to tune out everything and focus on what I needed to say to him and what he was saying back to me. It just, it worked. And when you have a group of people that get along, even though we haven't, you know, known each other that long, it worked. It worked so well. Yeah. And I I appreciate, I appreciate those moments. They worked really well. Like, especially you with the posse with like George and Deshaun, like y'all had like (laughs) this great chemistry, even though y'all only met that day. Like, I know, and it seemed like we'd known each other forever. Yeah, y'all, y'all really sold it in the scene, and like especially with Camus too. You and him um, in that second scene where where it's just the two of you. I feel like y'all had a really interesting connection because you know it was mutual understanding, even though like you were almost like on opposite sides. Like I think there was an interesting moment that happened there. Like, um, and I always remembered like y'all had a really good balance of comedy in the first scene and then that drama in the second scene. Yes. I feel that way too. And I, I, I love that second part. Yeah, I, I like getting down and serious yeah. too. I think because I do a lot of silly stuff, um, those parts hit me deeper and I, I don't know. I, I felt so good about when we left that day, that second scene, mm-hmm. just talking to Camus, I was like, that felt so good and so right. And he knew it too. We were like, that was so good. We were just so excited. And I don't know, it, it, it takes a certain chemistry to be able to, to interact like that. Yeah. And um, he knocked it out of the ballpark. So yeah. y'all, y'all both did. I mean, it was, it was a pleasure <laughs> to direct it and see you guys come to life in the scene and just like watch, you know, it unfold. 
um especially after like that kind of more silly scene just because you know I felt like we had like really set the stage for comedy but we really hadn't tipped uh into the drama yet so I was curious to right. see like what would happen and, and it was I think but I, I think you know at the end of the day it's like the saying that comedy and drama are, act- are not as far removed as people think a lot of times comedy is a way of coping and dealing with drama and, yes yeah. they so, go hand in hand they, in my really life do. anyway they really do. And I think that's what's interesting. Like, that's why I've said this a million times. So if you're listening to the podcast, please forgive me. But um, <laughs> I've said this so many times where it's like, that's the type of movies I always want to make is the, the comedy drama mix, because that's what life is like. You know, life is not just one note. It's not just, you know, uh, endless barrage of sadness or just laughing all day. Like, it's, it's a mix of the two. And sometimes there is humor that can be found in, you know, sad moments, which is kind of weird to say, but you know, if you zoom out enough, I think sometimes that's what we kind of try to explore, uh, especially in Panda Barrett. And a lot of like the comedic parts, I think, you know, pain comes, comedy comes out of pain and a lot of painful places. I mean, I think of Robin Williams first when I think of how funny he was and probably how very painful his life might've been personally. And just, it does go hand in hand. I mean, it, I think that's why it's it, it it's sometimes challenging, but you can transfer it and, and the comedy into a serious scene, like with me and Camus, and it, it just flows because it's real. I mean, that's just how life operates, especially when you're dealing with painful situations. That's the only way to get through it. Sometimes is just to to laugh and and be silly. But I, I absolutely love that scene, and to you and your and to credit you you are like the most amazing one man band. You make the, you make the lighting and you put it all together. And it, I look at like these huge multi-million dollar productions. And I'm thinking that's so glossy and CGI ish. And you just make it so real. And I don't know. I, I love indie films. I, I'm a huge fan. So I, I'm always enthusiastic to be a part of it. Well, thank you. I do. Um, I, Indy has yeah. my heart. It does. It, it definitely has mine. Um, it does not have my wallet, but that's okay. And, you know, <laughs> I, but I think that's the Nor charm. Is, you know, you know how it is. But yeah, I, I think like at the end of the day, those are the scripts I connect with. And I think those are the moments that, um, you know, not to say you can't get them in a bigger budget, but I think those are just the moments that I think shine through a little, little more, um, get a little more time in the spotlight with the Indies. Um and yeah, I mean, it's funny that that day you came to set, um, that was the day where I was not able, that was the one day on set where I did not have any other crew members. Um, most you days- You were juggling it, Evan. I you was. were like doing everything. <laughs> most days- I was like, I this man is amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> that was the one day on the calendar we had none. And Panda, thank goodness- help me out a little bit on mic can um, you hold the boom please yeah and then say, do I wish your we part had a set photographer because there were some great photos of like melissa in the panda costume like holding the boom mic uh, in no, the scene she wasn't I've, in i've got yeah. some yeah i've got some <laughs> i'm like this great. is amazing and you make it look so great it's like if they only knew what was behind it all you know <laughs> If that's they the only that we can't tell yeah it's the magic of movies yeah i'm not saying anything <laughs> but <laughs> well, if no, you only knew right right gosh um but you know that's the fun of it is you know trying to make uh you know make do and make it happen because it's kind of like you know if we if we don't do that a lot of times it just doesn't 
even happened to begin with. And so, you know, I'd much rather rough it and, you know, do what I can and hopefully make a product than just do nothing, you know? Um, and I think that's kind of the heart of, of a lot of the Panda Barrett mindset in the production process. Um, well, I, I would say to kind of land the plane, the, the last question I always <laughs> ask everyone is, uh, could you talk a little bit about like a favorite memory from set? Um, could be funny, serious, uh, just maybe a total reflection on the time spent there. Um, what do you feel when you think back? Driving on through that pasture and yeah. for the next two weeks, getting the grass out of the inner Gosh, part the, the of my wheel, of my car. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody on set, would, it was just, I don't know, I have a lot of different multi-memories of being yeah. there that day, but George also in particular was just... George just like threw the costume watch it. all on his own together, and I love it because like the, everything was just so... There were just so many questions, and I love that there were no answers. That was the best part of it. it I, I loved working with everybody. Yeah. The yeah, cast the, was amazing. The sum total of the experience, I think, was... was amazing just to consider we pulled it off with the few resources we had but also like in rural lake waccamaw like we ran out of batteries one time and eric who played farmer was so kind and sweet he went to the you know corner store the like one corner store that was there and got some batteries and like i mean we just just pulled together yeah we just pulled together and made it happen um and that's what's magical about movie making um well, where can folks find more of your stuff, follow you on social media, kind of see what other roles you've done um, after Irma, before Irma, all that? Well, um, I have an Instagram account. It is very small because I am very kind of not anti-social media. I do need to get more out there, but um, you can see my stuff. You can just Google my name and it'll take you to my IMDb page. There you go. So IMDb. you can see you can see, you know, stuff on there. Um, pretty active on Facebook because I've been on it forever. Um, it's just kind of like the standard kind of journaling, blogging thing for me, yeah. just to make a little post if I'm out. Um, I do need to get on Twitter. Um, and but you can find me on Instagram, or you can just Google me. So okay, cool. I know well, that I sounds will, so pretentious. No. That sounds so pretentious. Just Google me. Just Google now. You'll find me on Google. <laughs> Well, I will. But link, I'm there. Yeah, I'll link it all. I'll link the Instagram and the IMDb on uh, our YouTube video. And uh, if you're listening on the audio version, just go, just go Google her. Just go do it. Just, just Google me. You know. There you go. That's the easiest. Only way. the greats you can Google. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary Miles, thank you again. For I don't coming mean on that, by the way. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed yeah. talking to you. Thank you again. I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, to I everyone listening, I appreciate you having me as Irma. Yeah, of course, of course. Who else? Who else could be Irma at this point? This is like, you're, you are Irma at this point. So. I am. Just Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> well, also while you're Googling, uh, Google Panda Barrett Amazon, because guess what, folks? It's on there. It's live. You can go watch the movie today. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Add it to your watch list. Make it a movie night. Lord knows there's no other movies coming out in 2020, so at least watch ours. <laughs> and my, my six-year-old loves this movie he loves Yay. the panda awesome I he love loves it. the panda he's like can we watch panda movie i was like again no it's like thomas or panda now so that's great that's great well y'all thank you for listening in uh tuning in if you're watching on video consider subscribing on youtube we've got one more episode with camus leonardo the lead of our film coming up next and then we're done and then you can stream panda barrett all day just like mary miles's son 
and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. Um, and if you're on the audio version, consider uh, liking, subscribing, doing all that good stuff on Apple. Uh, it really helps us out and helps get the podcast seen. All right, guys, until the next episode, we'll see you.